Welcome to the second season of the Genius in You podcast. This time, we will be unpacking the power of leadership in a bite-sized 10-minute package. I'm Nayeli Duran, a professional and certified life and leadership coach, and I will be guiding you through a journey dedicated to empowering individuals in leadership. In each episode, we will be delivering a blend of actionable tips, intriguing facts, and thought-provoking ideas. Whether you are an entrepreneur, a corporate leader, or simply navigating the leadership roles life throws at you, this podcast is your go-to source for valuable insights. Because here, leadership is not just a role, it is a way of life. This is the Genius in You podcast, and I'm thrilled to have you on this journey with me. Let's get started. One of the unavoidable tasks that leaders are affected by are having tough or uncomfortable conversations with people they lead or those who they work with. Sometimes those conversations are part of performance reviews or a needed behavioral coaching. On either a scenario, that conversation needs to have a piece of feedback, right? When clients contact me to discuss the topic that brought us today, which is feedback, they often raise the question, how I can give effective feedback? Well, this is a genuine and initial inquiry. By digging a little bit deeper, we found that what they are actually requesting is not just a technique such as the popular feedback sandwich method, but a deeper understanding of the discomforts associated with providing feedback. As we dive into the heart of the matter, three discomforts emerge for leaders. These discomforts, which are often unexpressed, emphasize the reluctance many leaders feel when it comes to offering constructive criticism. Whether you have to coach the behaviors of a collaborator on the spot, or you need to have a critical conversation with an underperforming employee, with your boss or a vendor, or even when it is time for you to prepare for those annual reviews, it is decisive to address these discomforts in order to you improve your feedback approach and also to be your better self during these constructive scenarios. So let's talk about them. The first discomfort while giving feedback, it comes from the fear of being disliked or being seen negatively by your team members. Fearing that they are going to perceive you as the bad boss can make you lead to overly positive performance evaluations to avoid confrontation, to postpone crucial conversations, or even to avoid providing feedback altogether. Avoiding or skipping providing feedback can damage teamwork dynamics, it could even set precedents that certain unprofessional behaviors are allowed in your company, delaying the achievement of departmental goals, and furthermore, avoiding giving feedback altogether will impact the employee's self-development and their engagement with the company. The second discomfort comes from the anticipation of negative reactions. The fear of pushback or questioning can make these interactions highly uncomfortable. One wrong turn some leaders may take to avoid the situation is to dump all the information on an email and send it. Or just by having a rush meeting with the person, not allowing the counterpart to say if what you said was understood, if it's accepted, or even to know if there is a side you don't know about the employee that may be affecting their performance. It may be true that who receives the feedback could push back or just could have questions about what you are saying. 
And I need to remind you that feeling uncomfortable when talking about growth, development, and transformation is part of the process. And instead trying to avoid it, we need to learn to get uncomfortable with the uncomfortable. Also consider that the more you practice providing feedback and having critical conversations with your coworkers, the easier it will be to take these skills into different scenarios on your life. The last discomfort is the fear over escalating emotions during feedback exchange. Leaders may worry not about the reactions of the other person, but about their own emotional response. If you are fearing losing control or escalating tensions during feedback discussions, you must know that this fear is rooted on learned behaviors throughout your life. When we have grown on environments where we observe or we were taught that giving or receiving feedback or having honest conversations were not well received, we conclude that we must play on defensive mode all the time. These discomforts highlight the need for emotional intelligence when providing feedback. And exploring the topic of emotional intelligence can take an entire coaching program. However, on this brief episode, I just want to provide you with three tips that are going to help you to be grounded and to not be afraid of the discomforts that feedback may bring. First, setting intentions for yourself. I often ask my clients this question and I wanted to ask it to you now. Who do you want to be in this situation? When the meeting, the one-on-one conversation is over, who would you like to have been to the other person? Forget what you wish the other person will think about your coolness, but what about your character and your leadership? To help you to answer to that question, ask yourself what person you wish to emulate because you consider them a good leader and mentor to you. For example, one of my former bosses in my career helped me to believe in myself. She intuitively taught me things where she knew I needed to grow. And when she showed me where I was failing, she always used humor to make me see those mistakes. If she will be someone that I intend to emulate, then my answer to the question who I want to be would be, I want to be a person that believes in the other. I want to provide learning solutions and I want to embrace my sense of humor during my interaction with the other. Who do you want to be in the meeting? Number two, have clear goals for the meeting. Identify a key goal that serves as a guiding signal for all participants, aligning the efforts towards a common purpose. Articulating this goal not only sets a clear direction for the discussion, but also underscores its significance in the broader context of team and company objectives, mission, and strategy. When emphasizing the bigger picture, such as departmental strategy, it becomes imperative to convey a compelling vision that encompasses both organizational goals and individual growth opportunities. This involves clarifying how this employee role directly will impact the realization of departmental objectives and how aligns of the overarching mission and strategy of the company. For instance, consider a scenario where the departmental vision for an upcoming year is to increase sales of the new product by 25%. In this case, it will be crucial for you to illustrate to the employee how their contributions are essential to realizing this short-term goal. This can be achieved by aligning specific tasks, responsibilities, or skill sets that directly support the sales initiative. Moreover, you can encourage them to share their perspective on how they perceive their role in achieving departmental goals by articulating how team members can enhance their skills, expand their knowledge, or take
take on new responsibilities in pursuit of the shared objectives, leaders can inspire a sense of purpose and commitment among their employees. Number three, focus on the other's growth and development. How can I add value to this person? This is my favorite question that I ask myself every time I'm going to meet with a client. I invite you to ask the same question to yourself when you are about to meet with the person you are going to be providing feedback. And you can add value by setting intentions for growth, by consciously setting your intention to help the other, either your coworker, your employee, your boss, to growth. You are priming yourself for a positive and constructive interaction. This intention aligns with fostering a culture of growth and improvement, benefiting both parties. Also, it's important for you to maintain a positive direction. When your focus is on aiding someone's development, conversations naturally steer towards constructive feedback and solutions. Even if emotions run high at times, Your underlying intention to support growth keeps the dialogue productive and forward-looking. And most important, stay open and curious. Approaching conversations with an open mind and genuine curiosity about the other person's perspective fosters a collaborative atmosphere. Being perceptive to their input encourages mutual trust and respect, facilitating more meaningful and productive exchanges. I really hope that what I just shared with you, it will help you to navigate those discomforts that come from giving feedback. Lastly, I want to leave you with one awesome fact. Did you know that accordingly with the Latin roots of the word conversation, where con means together and versare means to turn, together the meaning of conversation is turning together. What is magic about this meaning? Because every time you have a conversation, have in mind that is not a unidirectional interaction. Conversations should be a vehicle to change together. I encourage you to have that in mind in your next conversation to provide feedback. Dear leader, you are not alone on this. I want you to know that I applaud your efforts to move forward and keep rising. Hold your power high. Embrace your authentic self and make yourself happy. Until next time.